What's up, dude? What's up, dude? It's Keaton. I'm back. I'm back. You, you barely passed week one, uh, your trial test, but uh, but we're here and we're happy to have you for another week. I appreciate it. I um, I had some stuff on my mind. I just had to get off my chest to start. If that's Ab- okay. Absolutely. A little impromptu here. Um, I took a shot at Brayden last week. <laughs> I'm not taking his job. Um, he is far more talented than I am at this. Um, and I just recognize how much harder this was. Uh, not being a guest host, being a primary host, uh, it's just a lot to take on. And I just wanted to show my appreciation for him. So Yeah, Braden's a very talented guy. Very talented. Very talented. We're lucky to have him. Yeah, well, I've got his picture on my fridge, so... <laughs> So you're, who's the lucky one, really? Right, yeah, I just folded over. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. (laughs) Um, Well, this has been a a very chaotic week. (laughs) A lot of of drama, a lot of chaos has happened in the last week. There was a crazy trade deadline um, where like 10 NFL teams made trades. The Vikings got TJ Hawkinson. Mm -hmm. A few other kind of... Names were on the move. Naheem Hines to the Bills and a swap with Zach Moss to the Colts. Chase Claypool to the Bears. Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. <laughs> um, yeah, Chase Edmonds is now on the Broncos. They got Bradley Chubb to bolster their defense rebuild. I like that. What was your favorite? I mean, there's so there was a lot. It was amazing. It was like the NBA trade deadline, which everybody never loves. happens. Yeah, never happens. So <laughs> What was the move that you were most excited about? Obviously, the Hawkinson trade is big I mean, for you. It is, like, objectively, it was the biggest trade of the, the weekend or the whole week was the Vikings getting Hawk. That was better than Bradley Chubb? I don't – yeah, because, like, he's an offensive player and everyone thinks about playmakers on offense. They don't sure. think about rebuilding through the defense. Okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree on that, but – I mean, I, they gave up a second and a third – Got back two fours. Like there's a lot moving there, sure. and yeah. everything else. It was basically Bradley Chubb, Dirty Scrub, running back, a first round pick, and then trade done. I mean, I think he's got huge upside in this Agreed. offense. Agreed. I, I think I think it's the best offensive player that was on the move, um, and I think with two very talented wide receivers, like he could finally show out an incompetent quarterback play like that's the other thing that he really hasn't had in his short career I mean he's a top draft pick so he's got some talent very athletic reminds you a lot of Travis Kelsey and the way he can move with the football I think you could be a dude it's an exciting time to be a Vikings fan this season unexpectedly like we went into the year not thinking we're like okay first year coach we might win like 10 or 11 games maybe compete for the, the north and now we're six and one. We're making trades to make our team younger and better. It's like, ooh, what are we building here? Mm-hmm. This is it's a fun situation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of the big, a lot of the big moves were in the AFC. So the NFC is kind of wide it's, open. It, it is. It's um, open for the taking. Yeah. And the teams that are at the top, I mean, don't get me wrong, Philadelphia Eagles look amazing, but not right now at fourteen fourteen with the Texans. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um, Outside of that, every other team looks very beatable, but also like they could win against anybody. So I think it was a great move for the Vikings. Um, 
Yeah. I didn't think I'd ever see Kirk Cousins win four or five straight games in my entire lifetime. And now it's happened this year. And it's like, well, a win's a win in the NFL. So that's impressive to get five in a row. Yeah. Um, Not to knock the Vikings. They've also won some games. You could look at it pessimistically and say that they got lucky, but you could also look at it as they, you know, made plays when they needed to, you know, the Lions game the Bears game, even the Cardinals game, like things happen to happen and they took advantage. Like that's what good teams do. And, and it feels like they're getting better each week. They're like, it's like, yeah, they, they played bad here and they could have done better, but they, that that's kind of a good excuse to have if you're winning games and you still know that you can improve. So sure. exciting time to be a Vikings fan. Sure. This fantasy football podcast, Keaton, um, and, I think that we, we got to jump into some fantasy talk. Let's get it. Uh, <laughs> Where should we start? I mean, I just I thought the funniest thing quick about waivers was that uh, Harrison Butker went for $11 out of a $100 budget <laughs> <laughs> for a kicker. <laughs> no one else even bid on him. <laughs> also, the, the Chiefs, just they just didn't care. Like they're, they're like, hey, he can play. He might not play. We're still just going to score touchdowns anyway. Absolutely, so. yeah. Like, you'll get six extra points, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Jeff Wilson pickup looks good. Um, you know, we'll talk about Raheem Mostert here as we get going. But um, I like that pick. He obviously knows Mike McDaniel. He knows United. the system. You got to give some credit to that. And Chase Edmonds just looked like a fish out of water in the offense. So this can only bode very well for him. Uh, yeah, Chase Edmonds just being trash, getting shipped off to Denver with Russ Wilson, who's also trash. <laughs> Russ Westbrook, trash. I mean, <laughs> um, that that I, that's really all it was for waivers. Dynasty, Deion Jackson was out there. Someone got him for $30, $31, and I think that <laughs> no one else bid. But, uh, Keaton, I wanted to talk our fantasy league. Mm-hmm. And there was some drama. <laughs> There was some drama that happened because of a trade that you were in earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Can Do you want me to say anything more? Do you want to introduce this? Yeah. I mean, a, a trade happened. Um, it, <laughs> as I, I told you earlier in the week, I, I was sort of, <laughs> surprised at the amount of flack that I caught in this situation as somebody who was a very well-known negotiator. Um, it literally is my job professionally. Professionally, this um, is what you're paid to do. And so that part was a little, a little shocking to me. But all that being said, we actually had this trade agreed to in perpetuity um, prior to the week. Not, per, not in perpetuity, excuse me. But in, in theory, we had it agreed to, and it was a, with another move in mind. Um, now, obviously, both players ended up having kind of pops of weeks, but again, the trade was still on the table. I was able to finesse it. I added some more to it to make it somewhat feasible. Um, yeah, I mean, trade happened. Yeah, so this trade was uh, you receiving Aaron Jones, his RB1, Chris Olave, his wide receiver one, and Kyle Pitts, the tight end who finally had his first good week. Uh, and Mitch was getting back. Uh, Michael Carter, uh, Antonio Gibson, Garrett Wilson, and 
and Goddard for the Eagles. Later turn DK Metcalf. So let's just clarify the, how the trade ended up playing out. But yes. Y- you're right. <laughs> and and how often do you see a trade get changed after it's accepted? There, There's a lot that has to happen yeah. in between the, the beginning and the end of this story. I think a lot of the drama that happened probably impacted Mitch a little bit and also um, in an effort to try and reconcile with the league as people were very upset um you know in reality the trade it it got made i I appreciated what you did um honestly you you took a, a an objective stance on it you had to get it done you had to understand the precedent that would have been set outside of that um one of my bigger issues with our league we've talked about this for years we don't we don't trade and it's primarily due to how we overvalue players. Um, everyone overvalues everyone overvalues their own players. Their own players. Yeah, there's a sense of pride in who you draft. There's a sense of of hope and whimsy that exists. But I just, I also have an issue with that. Uh, yeah, no, I do too. I, I think if you can look at things with a more objective view, there's always going to be trades out there on the table. I, I think so. A player like Antonio Gibson, we, you and I have talked about this for weeks. Yeah. Um, extremely undervalued based on him not being a starter, right? Like yeah. that is the reality, but in he's, he's like a Kareem hunt, you know, historical kind of role over there. And, and really though, he's getting touches. And if you watch the game, like you don't look at the box score necessarily. You watch he's so game, talented. He's talented and they try and give him, they try to give him the ball. So he's a player who's going to get your ESPN projection of eight or 7.8, but is that in reality has more of a 13 point floor. Yeah, I know. I get it. And, and, you know, sitting on it, you know, you're, you're giving up two RB twos, you know, RB one, and you're giving up, you know, a promising RB two who could become kind of this RB or wide receiver one. And then you're getting the better tight end. So that kind of evens it out a little bit as well. Um, yeah, basically we almost changed some rules in the league. Uh, people were throwing out a lot of insults left and right. And, uh, and then we made it through and <laughs> We don't need to, to dwell on the past anymore. Yeah. I, I, we're we're going to see how this turns out. Um, I I think that no one's mad at you, Keaton, uh, for trying to make trades to make your team better. Uh, everyone tries to send out trades to make their team better. We're just always mad at who you trade with because <laughs> they're finessing themselves with their decisions that they make. I I think that the – I think the earlier um... – DeAndre Hopkins, Jamar Chase trade played a role here, um, huge role. And in like grand scheme of things, when I traded for Jamar Chase, he was not playing well. Like let's not. Yeah. He he had maybe eight points, yeah, nine, eight, points. nine points, right? So for a guy or a team who's zero and four, trying to make any sort of move to be relevant, that's one thing. The DeAndre Hopkins piece, nobody could sit here and say that they knew that Nuke was going to go. Nuclear, do, yeah, go nuclear over the last two weeks, right? I mean, if you believe that, you would have drafted him in the fifth round. Exactly. Instead, he falls to the seventh or eighth because of the suspension. Um, interesting fact: I don't know if you knew this. The last time I won, give me some league, was when I owned a suspended player, Le'Veon oh. Bell. Oh, <laughs> that's how long it's been. Dominated. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Let me re- rewind the clock a few years. <laughs> yeah, a few <here>. years. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell and uh, and David Johnson, and that was my last champion so 
I'm basically just going to start drafting <laughs> suspended players. Yeah, it's, in the round. that's your thing. You know, Justin likes to draft tight ends. You you like to draft uh, suspended players. Yeah. And, uh, you guys win championships, so just happens. gotta stick to it. <laughs> um, well, speaking of winning championships, look at it, let's get into our our budding stars segment, uh, where we talk about guys owning less than fifty percent of leagues and less than twenty five percent of leagues uh, that we think you should pick up and stash on your bench. Uh, that could end up developing into something really nice for your team. So, Keaton, who's your guy owning less than fifty percent of leagues? Yeah, this list is brutal. It's bad. Uh, it's tough. I think there's a lot of good guys on there. Jeff Wilson, Gus Edwards, Chuba. Um, that have upside, probably a higher floor than the guy I'm going to mention. Um, this one is a blast from the past. Also referenced to the last time I won. Um, Julio Jones is who I'm going to pick. Now, he hasn't really played. He did score last week. So that's some upside. I have a hard time believing the Buccaneers are as bad as they've shown to be. I'm not saying they're good. I just don't think they're that bad. I do think that he will be their wide receiver, too. Um, he's got that old man rapport with Tom. That's my guy that I think could be worth a nice stash that could get you some points here later in the season as he's been just trying to recover. Yeah, it's just so ugly hovering over him on waivers. Like, should I add him to my bench? I don't know. <laughs> You're watching highlights on YouTube in <laughs> yeah. 2015. And yeah, yeah. But the guy I had picked out this week, again, ugly week. Tyler Conklin, tight end for the Jets, mm. just got two touchdowns. Um, Corey Davis was out. Elijah Moore doesn't do anything. It's it's Tyler Conklin and and it's Garrett Wilson. Those are the only two pass catchers. Um, so he he could be a steady guy the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's get into an uglier list. <laughs> yep, less than twenty five percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off. Uh, I'm sticking with tight end Isaiah Likely. Backup tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, when when uh, my boy Mark Andrews, who I just traded for, cost me two weeks now. Uh, when uh, he only got four points and went down with an injury, as I likely came in, I think like seven catches, 70 yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. just like number two tight end on the week, uh, maybe number one. And, yeah, I mean, he he could get playing time even if Mark Andrews is healthy, but if he's out, he can win you the league. So. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, looks, uh, he looks great. Um, I'm going to just go back to the well on last week. Um, I think if you've got the bench space and you, and you don't need to, you're not looking for flyers for your week here. I think Jameson Williams is still the guy to go and get if he's available, he should be available. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. He's got the offense that can score some points, stash him again. He might be the guy, um, in a few weeks here where right as you're approaching playoffs, He's scoring touchdowns for you. TJ Hawkinson's gone. TJ Opens Hawkinson. up more targets for him. Hawks gone. Amon Amon Ra's come back to earth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're, they're still looking for guys. There's talent out there. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That I think kind of leads us into our next segment here, our who's higher section. Uh, doing a little trade check or trade advice, value check on different players, and so. Um, Talking about guys that are rising, that uh, might be a a uh, sell high or or a buy high. Uh, Who do you want to start us off with with a little trade talk? Yeah, um, I think right now, and I'm, I'm probably more in a sell mode. If I'm if if you have the if you have the talent in your roster, Raheem Mostert um, is now your your RB one. Um, he is the cold blooded guy for at least this week coming up. I think if you've got a trade partner that 
is maybe weak at running back, maybe struggling a little bit, maybe looking at starting like Gus Edwards due to bye week or whatever it might be. I think he's a guy that you could get some decent value out of. Um, and he's shown that he can put up points too. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm trading him, I'm looking at a, a wide receiver. If you need wide receiver help, I'm shopping in that wide receiver 16 say, to 20. Say I offer you Tyler Boyd uh, for your Raheem Mostert. Who, like, would that get it, get it done? Ooh, I do like that. I like that trade. Um, I, I think it's, I think that's good value based on you needing a stopgap at wide receiver and you're going to guy who's going to be a wide receiver too on his offense. Um, I like Tyler Boyd. I like that a lot. Sweet. Garrett Wilson too. Well, that's that nice segue because that's who I want to figure out the value on is, is Garrett Wilson. I'm in more of a buy high mode rather than a, a sell high mode on this one. Um, I think that, there, again, there's just not a lot of targets or people get available to be targeted in the Jets' offense other than Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, Garrett Wilson got, I think, like 11 targets, eight or nine catches last week, 100 yards. Um, he has all that talent in the world. I feel like that's a guy that could win you the league if you buy him right now. I was, I'm was i such a big Dynasty fan of him. I, <laughs> we talked about our Dynasty picks. I tried to move up. Um, without sacrificing my future just to go get him, and I agree. I think he's, I think he's a wonderful wide receiver. So, as a Garrett Wilson owner, yeah, we are more than more than welcome to entertain trade talk. Oh, sure. Um, I've got, I've got plenty of offers out here. Mm. I'm just gonna pull up my roster here, quick. Yeah, please entertain. Let's entertain it. Let's talk about I it. I mean, I have some some good guys to offer up. Okay, you know, I've got. Who you just mentioned, Jamison Williams, could be a league winner. Could be that guy that goes off. You could give up Garrett Wilson for an even higher pedestal that is Jamison Williams if he if he reaches it. Could be a, a little a little swap of the rookie mm. breakout wide receivers. So a guy who's owned in less than twenty five percent of leagues, you want to give up mm-hmm. for. Uh, a guy who's proven mm, that one's not going to do it for me. Um, in this situation, based on our rosters, there's only one spot where I'm actually have somewhat of a question mark right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. That's at the tight end spot. It is at the tight end spot. It's no. uh, kind of the only kryptonite to your team, unless Jalen Hurts has a bad game, which he almost never does. Right now, he's looking a little bad right now. But um, Mark Andrews is coming off of two bad weeks dealing with injury as well, and he's got his bye the following week. So he might be. He could give me four straight weeks of nothing, of zero, when I traded for him to just get one bad week, and then you get four straight. You get four straight. I mean, he might have a great week this week against New Orleans, number two defense against tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be a guy to build a trade package around. I mean, realistically, I would need so much more than Garrett Wilson and, and Dallas Goddard. I don't have Dallas Goddard anymore. Who do you have? Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts. Oh, that's Kyle Pitts is definitely worse than Dallas Goddard. Hey, I'm just referring back to the trade talk we in the evaluation of my trade that was made. It sounds like Kyle Pitts is coming on an he's on an upswing according to some other folks like yourself. Kyle Pitts could be Garrett Wilson for Mark Andrews. You got four weeks of bad tight end play. I have to go get a tight end because I don't have one to play then. So if Mark Andrews is out this week and he's on by the following week, 
you're saying that Kyle Pitts can win me those two weeks? Well, he's going to put more, more than zero up. Is he? <laughs> he, he, hasn't, just, he hasn't done it. He just scored 16 last week. So. Yeah. I think that was his first double-digit week of the season. Um, I'm just saying, I think that's an interesting trade right there. Garrett Wilson, Kyle Pitts. You get two guys, one that has good keeper value. If My keeper is Brees Hall. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Other other options don't really matter. I think that he will be the highest drafted rookie next year. Sure. Or second-year player. Yeah, um, that's fair. So I mean I guess uh, that that's kind of where where I would where I would be at from a you know building out a trade. Um, I don't know. I feel like I want another upgrade in there as well. Mark Andrews is that important? Yeah. No, I'm, I I understand, but you got for me, you know, personally as the Garrett Wilson owner here, I've got Njoku coming off of injury here in a couple of weeks. I've got Kyle Pitts upside, and it's truly the only question mark. Even with those two at tight end, I'm still projected. 126 and half point. Yeah, you have insane depth. That's what I'm saying. You can give up another quality <laughs> starter and still win a team because you have Mark Andrews putting up 15 to 20 in the championships weeks in your tight end spot. You know what one of my favorite things was last week? I put up 161. It was insanity. And I didn't have one of the five players who scored three touchdowns. Five, One of the five skill players who scored three touchdowns. I had none of them. I, that doesn't even compute because there was so many huge performances by running backs getting three touchdowns last week. Yeah, your team is really good, okay? And what I'm saying is even your bench players could fill out that roster with Mark Andrews upgrading your tight end to an extra 10 points per week at the tight end spot. You could, you could take a hit by two points on your starter spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we certainly can talk more, uh, maybe a little offline. Um, Sorry, this is very personal right now. Yeah, no, you guys are seeing a real Zach and Keaton trade negotiation. It usually ends with not happening. Oh, there's no (laughs) way, except will not be done. I would say we're at zero for probably 120. I was going to say 400. Okay, (laughs) yeah, that's fair. 40 40 a year. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Oh man! Well, well, let's 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 we gotta keep, let's keep it going. Yeah, let's pivot. We gotta talk about a buy low, a sell low. Get a little bit more on track here. Yeah, um, I don't want to step on your toes because I, I like who you're who you got planning to talk about. Um, I've got George Pickens as my guy, which with Chase Claypool out. Um, I think that I think he's got some upside. I think he's obviously the wide receiver too now. Um, Pittsburgh is in a spiral, and realistically, they're going to try and develop their guys. So Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, they obviously invested high picks in them. I think we're going to see a higher target share, even though Deontay Johnson is the main guy. That's that's what I'm looking at as a as a buy low candidate who could be a, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, you know, flex play here in the near future. I own George Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> is this about to get personal? <laughs> He'll never start on my roster ever. I mean, but what if he's that dude in the playoffs? No, he won't be that dude over the dudes who I'll have going. <laughs> wow, this dude has just got a dude squad. When you start Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, and New Hopkins, ooh, it's tough. Yeah, it sounds pretty tough. Um, yeah, it sounds like the George Pickens owner would want a lot to give him up mm-hmm. just because he has that upside. So, I mean, 
I would say like over four hundred and one. Like a, a high RB two. Okay. Um, you know, someone that's in that that Damian Pierce, not quite that high. And that Miles Sanders, that uh maybe Aaron Jones kind of tier of player. <laughs> Just for the listeners, this is exactly what I'm talking about. We talk about overvaluing players. George Pickens has done nothing. He scored like one touchdown. And we're talking about trading Aaron Jones or Miles Sanders, who has a touchdown tonight also in one of the best rushing offenses in the league. This is where this is how this is why we're over 401 right here. If you're watching it live, you're hearing it live. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying. You start high, you got to work your way down. You got to anchor. That's right. <laughs> you got to find find a spot in the middle, and if it's not closer to you than where the other guy started, sure, trade's sure. not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got. You're not going to get any other players out of me, okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> I want to talk about my guy. Yeah, please talk about your guy, Devonte Adams. Okay. He just had a, another stinker of a week. One catch for like a yard. <laughs> it was bad. That was it. Um, is is he a player that you can, I don't know, buy low on? I, I like that idea. Um, I tried to get him in, in one of my other leagues. Um, now, I'm for him, I'm more in line with uh, – there we go. I'm more in line with the Miles Sanders – Aaron Jones, I think, is would be a steal. Um, I'm more in line with that trade for Devontae Adams, if that gives you any perspective on how far off you are. Pickens. <laughs> George Pickens. Um, I think that makes a lot more sense if you're in need of wide receiver depth. Yeah, but like, are you selling me your Devontae Adams for my Miles Sanders? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would take that trade. Um, why are you offering it? I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm between I'm between Miles Sanders and Aaron Jones. Whoever falls in between there, you can start having conversations. Yeah, you immediately thought of a win lose trade, not a win win trade. Keaton. Give me who's RB um, RB twelve on the year. I don't know, man. Damian Pierce. I would trade. That's Damian. who my like, go to is right at the. I middle. would trade Damian Pierce for for Devontae Adams. What about Joe Mixon? That's an interesting trade. I'd much rather have Devonte Adams. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Yeah, I don't know, Alvin Kamara. Joe Mixon's tough though. He's ranked 14th right now, and he has more carries within the three yard line than any other running back. He just which can't deliver. Which he can't score, but he's also getting the touches to score. So that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> I think we got a little off track here, but I do see that we've got our friend Jesse just chilling in the in the menu there. Uh, Jesse, can you hear me? It's just in. We can't hear Jesse. <laughs> no wonder we didn't know this year. <laughs> Jesse, it sounds like your well got deeper. <laughs> It's so deep. Digging the wrong way. I'm digging. <laughs> you want to go towards the light, not further away from it. What if there's a light both ways? Where am I then? China. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, it's like you got so much quieter week over week. I can't hold one of my earbuds any closer to my lips. Yeah. That's a bit of a bummer because, I mean, would it be better if you unplugged your AirPods, like, completely? Let's see. I thought we tried this last week. I think this is how we did it last week. <laughs> it's only like a little bit louder. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> is that better? I turned my phone up more. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, this is very hard for me. Yep. I am as blue collar as it gets with technology. It's so easy to figure out. <laughs> But the thing is, is I don't think it is. <laughs> I think that if you had, if you were in this room with me right now, you'd be looking at what I have and going, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. I mean, you just sound like a real boomer. <laughs> what? What? He's like, where does my VCR get turned when it plugged in? I, the only thing I had for dinner tonight was just pork chops on the grill. So that tells you where I'm at in life. Oh, goodness golly. It's a great night for grilling pork chops. Well, it wasn't bad. It was good. Well, welcome, I guess. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm gonna have to spend about four hours making this louder, and still, you're not loud enough. But welcome back to the pod, Jesse. You're battling Keaton tonight. Are you excited? Yeah, I I have had this matchup circled on my my schedule for a couple weeks now because in our league. I have, I believe, even after this Keaton matchup, I believe next week, and I'm double-checking, I play Garrett. So it's a one-two punch. Nope, it's not Garrett. I play the worst team in the league next week. Garrett, well, Garrett was two weeks ago, then last week was Justin, and now this week Keaton. So it's just a very big three weeks for me personally. <laughs> um... I, I love that you had it circled. I personally have already walked away from today or from this matchup. Um, you projected 30 more than me. I wasn't very happy that this was our want to talk trash. Um, but what I'm planning on is that you'll beat me and then you'll fall asleep on me when we get to the playoffs. That's a big brain move. Well, I, I do have to say, I, I'm very disappointed in the fact that you look at projections. I think projections is the biggest um, downfall for your average fantasy football player because if you look at projections, they never project anybody to get 30. People are going to score 30 points. Somebody's going to score 30 points this week. It could be you. <laughs> like... Eckler is at 17. We've seen him pop for 30 multiple times. So I, I'm yeah. not looking past you, even though it makes me giggle to see that you have Robbie Anderson and some guy named Huntley. Is that the <laughs> guy that used to be the quarterback of the Packers and he's now mm -hmm. back in Atlanta? That's right. Wow. I mean, that's quite the transformation for a player to go from quarterback <laughs> to the Packers, running back of the Falcons. Why is he rostered? 
He shouldn't be, and he's starting. It's it's Caleb Huntley. <laughs> he's not not Brett Huntley. Um, so <laughs> Zach was very concerned that that's actually he's on two 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 levels. He was thinking one. How did you get a quarterback into a running back spot? And two, why? <laughs> I'm shocked you're not starting your boy Trey McBride after the. <laughs> <laughs> I might start him you're just for him to go for thirty. He could be the one. You're gonna get owned by a frat boy. Just for the bit, because I slammed you for that trade offer last week, and if he pops off with two touchdowns and I lose. It'll, my season will be over. <laughs> that would be great. You would cripple him for like years. This would be like 10 years he wouldn't get past this. I'm going to put him in my starting lap. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Let's see it. In my home league, like seven years ago, there was this guy that I didn't know that was in the league. And I lost to him. And he had five guys on by that he forgot to remove from his lineup. Yeah, I might have given up on fantasy football. At least for a while. Oh, absolutely. Click that down. Yeah. Just to circle back here, Keaton, you need to stop praying to fantasy gods and pray to the Greek gods mm-hmm. because you are putting all your power in the frat boy <laughs> that is your Arizona tight end. That's true. The Alpha, the Omega, the Sigma. All of the hand signs, all of the backwards hats with the white Nike socks, with the sweatpants tucked in. Um, yeah, all the quoting Barstool Sports as their Bible. Uh, I'm going to do all of that this week. So I might get a tribal tat um, and just really lean in. You should you should call him Pi as your Greek sign because the most points he's gonna get you is three point one four. Oh snap! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Got him, man, Jesse. If we were talking to you from three hundred yards away, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you are at a disadvantage with this very low volume. I do need you to bring it over the top. Okay, I can get a I can get a little louder, but my son is sleeping, and I'm in the far corner of the house. So if I start hearing banging on the ceiling above me, it's my wife losing her mind on me. So yeah, that's fair. If I as somebody cut out, it's because she's come down and killed me. As somebody who uh, took an hour to get their child down, I'm going to ask you that you do not do that. Um, otherwise, your wife will take away fantasy football from you. She'll take away a lot more than that. <laughs> but what what more is left than that? I mean, I got a couple good things going for me. Like, <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> then I'm really done. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that we've already covered it here. But, I mean, yeah, it's Keaton and Jesse, 7-1. and one. Keaton's projected a few less points than Jesse. And Jesse's not you know, underestimating anyone on your team. Are you confident that you have a chance to win this week, Keaton? I mean, we need some big weeks. I think Justin Herbert, if he figures it out, 
Austin Eckler can obviously go for 35. Jalen Waddell can go for 35. Um, but my depth is a bit of an issue. So, you know, Robbie Anderson catching a 75-yard touchdown would be incredible. <laughs> um, it's definitely possible. Is it likely? I don't know. Trey McBride could catch a few touchdowns. I'm not going to rule it out. He hasn't really gotten any targets, but let's not rule that out either. So we're going to need a lot of good things. Gus Edwards as well. Oh, man. So that's kind of the body bag I'm in. This matchup comes down to two things. Gus Edwards and Eckler, if they're both banged up, you're toast. Like, right now they're both questionable. They're both going to play. But if they're truly banged up, you're toast. And if they go, you have a chance, and it comes down to which Miami receiver gets 14 catches for 200 yards. Because it seems like one of them does every week. I have Tyreek, you have Watt. I'm going to put the fact that it's probably more Tyreek, because it's been more Tyreek this year. But if Waddle has one of those games, it's game on. Other than that, it's really your only chance, I think. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. I'm gonna I, again. I need the the Greek gods, the uh, the actual god. Um, but I'm looking forward to it because winning this matchup would really put Jesse in a tizzy. And what I'm wondering here is sort of another related topic is like whoever wins this matchup gets like sole possession of Justin. Is that also on the table here? I haven't even thought about that. What'd you say there, Jesse? You can have him. <laughs> Wait for it. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, um, let's see here. If that's what's for stake, I'll put Malik Willis in. I'll put Sammy Watkins in. And, uh, hell, I'll throw in this Skolrenik guy that I grabbed just because I needed somebody to fill up my bed. <laughs> I would love to have Justin. Uh, a sole possession of him, of a twin. So then you get the, the telepathic connection. Because then I can influence Jesse when I'm in the playoffs by feeding Justin bad vibes. <laughs> That's true. Huge brain move. <laughs> This is galaxy brain stuff here. You're praying to Greek gods and hoping for twin telepathy? Like, <laughs> I like... I'm starting Rob Robbie Anderson. And Trey McBride. Oof. That's tough. Yeah, well, it's going to be tough when Zeus rains thunder on you this week, Jesse. But it's time for me to decide who made the better argument. Um, I seem to recall Keaton just going out of left field and not checking the vibes of the pod and choosing Justin last week over Jesse because he was afraid of this coming matchup tonight. And I don't know if I can do that to the fantasy gods, the true gods that we pray to. And I've got to go with Jesse as the winner tonight. That is, oh, I, I'm so honored. I first want to thank the Academy um, for, for considering me for this because, you know, without the Academy, um, none of this would be possible. Um, and then I, I really want to thank Keith. I mean, 
with this lineup that you put together, it's really given me the confidence that I need to get me into the top of the standings all on my own, even though technically I'm already there based on points per. Um, so really, I'm just so honored to have been a part of this two weeks in a row. And I'm looking to go 2-0 in Juana Trash Weeks. I, I, I really think that I'm going to wrap that up. And then maybe I'll just coast off into the sunset and take that undefeated undefeated record and move on with my life. Very humble winner here. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, modesty is my greatest attribute. <laughs> well, we have, I appreciate it. Um, I'm very much looking forward to th- this matchup and the future matchup we have in uh, in the playoffs. Anybody but Braden. That's all I want. Anybody but Braden. You guys are going to have to start throwing games against me so that I can limp in, keep him out. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining, Jesse. Yeah. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Your teams are looking great this year. Um, I wish you average luck the rest of the year. But <laughs> have a good night, man. I'm, I'm used to average, so thank you. Ciao. Bye. Man, that's Jesse. <laughs> there he is. I'm sorry, Keaton. Um, it's just you had a laughable lineup. He really highlighted that, <laughs> that fact that you've got some weak starter spots, and I yeah. just it had to rule that way tonight. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, I'm not impressed with my lineup. I've gone over it and over it and over it to try and tinker with it. Um, unfortunately, we're in a bit of a, a trade desert in our in our dynasty league, um, which talk about overvaluing players. It's really hard not to do that in Dynasty because you always have next year with a guy. Yep. Um, the potential is always there. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm not worried about it. I, I feel confident rolling into the playoffs, but unfortunately, Jesse's going to be a tough matchup. You're going on the way out. Listen, you and him and Garrett, maybe Brayden, are going to duke it out there. But <clears throat> back in the real world, we've got – the Eagles, your squad, the Vikings, my squad, both playing well. The Eagles are in a little bit of a close one tonight, but they're 7-0. It's got to feel good. Um, they just made some trades a couple weeks ago. I don't think we talked about it. They, they traded for uh, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Amazing trade. <laughs> yeah. How he's just making slick deals again. Um, I, do you feel like that move is bolsters their defense and is going to – I don't know, affect their fantasy output? Are they going to run more? Are they going to pass more? You know, I don't think it affects them from a from a uh, fantasy perspective um, offensively by any means. Um, obviously, he's coming in as a situational pass rusher. Um, the goal is playoffs here. The goal is Super Bowl. So how do you rush the passer? What I do think is that if you're going against the Eagles defense from a fantasy perspective – you need to understand that the quarterbacks are going to be under pressure if they do not have a very good offensive line. So if you're dealing with a you know Kansas City Chiefs, who's I would say their offensive line is very good at pass protection. Um, even the, the Bills right now, like you see both of them with mobile quarterbacks, like those guys are going to get you points no matter what. But then you look at guys like Matt Stafford, right? You look at the Aaron Rodgers of the world. You look at um, even Tom Brady. Like th- these are guys who can't move. And this pass rush is going to put it on them. And we saw that, you know, the Vikings saw that firsthand. They're only, you know, they're only lost to the Eagles. And Kirk was not having a good day. And when you allow two very top-end corners to be up on your best receivers, 
it's tough. Yeah, and I don't even care that you brought that up because we're six and one, maybe. The Vikings are a, a fun squad to watch. We just traded for TJ Hawkinson. Um, you know, how does that change the offense from a fantasy perspective? Um, with Hawk now being slotted into that do it all position, the blocker, the outlet route, um, kind of the guy that they feel like this offense has been missing because Irv has either been hurt or not living up to his expectations. Um, do you think Hawkinson could be a top six tight end the rest of the year? Do you think that it hurts Jefferson? I definitely don't think it hurts Jefferson. I mean, he's going to get his touches. He's had a weird fantasy year this year. Um, I have him slotted higher than Cooper Cup in my in my pre-draft rankings. Um, I thought he was going to be in that role, but still, he's so elite. Like, there's literally nothing he can't do on the football field. Um, honestly, the biggest thing that's held him back fantasy-wise is just touchdowns. Like, that's um, – and it's odd that he's not scoring touchdowns. That being said, I think Hawk is is here to replace the output that Adam Thielen was putting up. Ooh. Um, I think he's here to level that off a little bit. And then from there, I, I really do think top six is a very realistic finish for him. Um, the, the It's getting into the offense fast enough. That's the biggest question for him. All right. Well, you heard it here first by TJ Hawkinson. By TJ Hawkinson. If you are if you have anybody lower than Gerald Everett on your roster, go get TJ Hawkinson. And we might bring his name up later. But, Keaton, it's time to make our Stone Cold Picks of the Week. Um, <laughs> we did pretty bad last week on this. <laughs> we did pretty bad on the Dank Flex plays. But, you know, law of averages, we're going to do pretty good this week. Calvin Kamara, sit up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, that one that one maybe didn't reflect as well on you. Uh, yeah, we went one for four on starts, one for four on sits, but three for four on sleepers. So hopefully we keep that trend going. Garrett and Braden are not able to join us this week. So um, I think we're just going to kind of everyone say their pick um, uh, for, for this section here. Um, and so – I'm going to read off Garrett and Braden's picks because we still made them make their selections, lock in their Stone Cold picks each week. And so Garrett's start this week, Devin Singletary at the Jets. Um, Braden's start, DJ Moore at Cincinnati. Uh, Keaton? Yeah. Um, I've got playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette against the Los Angeles Rams at home in Tampa. Going to get some check downs. He's going to have a week. I got Jamal Williams. At home against Green Bay, they still don't want to give DeAndre Swift the ball. I think that he could be a lock for a touchdown if they're in the red zone. That's my that's my start. I think Braden has picked DJ Moore <laughs> every, every week. week. <laughs> he has said category. He said DJ Moore in a category every single week. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dude stands him. <laughs> Let's talk about sits. I can I can handle. Um, Garrett and, and Braden's here. We're talking guys uh, 10 to 20 position um, that you wouldn't flex at this point. So Garrett's got Deontay Foreman ranked RB 15 against the Bengals who are ninth against running backs. I think that pick is very solid. Um, Chuba's playing. The idea that he's going to score three more touchdowns is outrageous. Um, and then Braden has Joe Mixon against Carolina RB nine. Um, and Pan- the Panthers defense is solid. Um, their pass defense is really good. How do you feel about this pick? I mean, he's ranked RB9 this week. Um, and the Panthers aren't like that great at stopping the run, you know, so far this year. I don't know. I think that it's a risky move for him to, to not finish with at least 10 to 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Who do you got? My sit, DK Metcalf at Arizona. It was talked about earlier this year. Wide receiver ones struggle at Arizona. I'm pretty sure Corbin picked DK Metcalf against Arizona back in like week five. He sucked. Two catches, 30 yards. Same thing this week. Everyone, wide receiver ones, struggle against Arizona. DK Metcalf, that's my sit. Mm. DK Metcalf had seven targets in that game, and two of them were in the end zone on different possessions So and had hand on ball. Now he did not catch him, so I understand, but he still gets targets. That being said, I am going to go with a similar situation. I'm going to take T. Higgins. Ooh. Wide receiver nine, obviously the number one guy with Jamar Chase out. Carolina's pass defense is very strong, and J.C. Horn is one of the younger corners that I really like. Jeremy Chin as well. I just think their defense is very solid. Um, I don't see them having some elite week by any means. <laughs> Outside of that, that's what I've got there on the Bengals. Dallas Goddard just scored. I did just trade him away this week, but I but, still love to see yeah, him. Yeah, you're an Eagles fan. And I have him in other leagues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our sleepers this week. A uh, guy outside the top 25 at their position that uh, we think is a solid flex play. <clears throat> Garrett selection, Josh Palmer at Atlanta, ranks uh, RB27-ish this week. And the Falcons are just terrible against the pass. I like that. And then Braden has Antonio Gibson um, at home versus Minnesota. He's ranked in that like RB32-ish range. Um, but the Vikes are decent against the run. I Boo, Braden. <laughs> uh, Keaton. Yeah. Um, I've got Mr. 10.5 to 13.5 himself, Jacoby Myers. Um, he gets touches. He gets targets. He scores occasional touchdowns. The offense works. Um, at wide receiver 25. I don't care who he's playing. Um, he's a, he's a start play. Yeah. Um, and my guy, a little bit more bold, Garrett Wilson. Uh, at home versus Buffalo, ranked wide receiver 32 this week. But that dude just got peppered with targets. He's my buy high, you know, guy who could win the league. <clears throat> I believe he's going to repeat that performance. He's going to get his 11 targets. He's going to he's gonna have a decent week against the Bills. I, I love that pick, yeah. Their corners are their weakest part of their defense. Exactly. Um, and then last but not least, we got our unique uh, pick of the week. This week, we chose which tight end outside the top 20 will score the most points and a half PPR. <laughs> this is a good, unique. <laughs> yeah, pick pick. your sleeper tight end this week. Um, Braden, you, who do you got? Yeah, well, for Braden, um, Braden's got Cole Komet, who, okay. Um, Garrett, Darren Waller, and myself. I'm going to save mine for last. Okay. I've got Will Disley. Love that pick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've got, and everyone knows him, household name. I just bought his jersey. Brock Wright of the Detroit Lions. Lock it in. This dude is going to blow up now that finally T.J. Hawkinson is gone. He's out of his way. Yep. The star can shine. Let him spin. Yeah, I uh, I added a kicker in Dynasty. <laughs> we have one kicker, no defense this week. It was Harrison Butker, and I, I bid like $3 on him and because it's my team's loaded. And I was like, whatever, I don't care. The guy's like, uh, you're spending money on a kickers? What kind of league is this? And I was like, I mean, who else am I going to spend it on? Brock Wright? <laughs> <laughs> you should be spending all your fab on Brock Wright right now. Buy high, sell sell high, buy high, whatever you want to do, go get him. All right. Well, I got to hit you with one more rapid fire segment here. That's our Dank Flex plays. 
We're gonna pick uh, five matchups this week with a you know questionable, flexible start in in each of these matchups. You just tell me who you got in in rapid fire. Um, I'll ask you first, Keaton, and uh, you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we got Chargers at Falcons, Gerald Everett or Kyle Pitts. I gotta go Pitts because I gotta manifest it. The Panthers at Bengals, Deonta Foreman or Tyler Boyd. Oh my, I'm gonna go Tyler Boyd on that one. Uh, Colts at Patriots, Michael Pittman or Jacoby Myers? Easy, easy, easy Jacoby Myers here. Yeah. Bills at Jets, Gabe Davis or Garrett Wilson? Wow. This is a tough one. I'm going Gabe Davis. All right. And then Vikings at Commanders, TJ Hawkinson or Antonio Gibson? I'm going to go Antonio Gibson because I don't think Hawk is going to get that many touches this week. Shun the non-believers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's run it back um, for you, Chargers Falcons, Gerald Everett, Kyle Pitts. Gerald Everett. Mm. Panthers, Bengals, Deontay Foreman, Tyler Boyd. Mm-mm-mm. I, I already know Garrett and Braden's picks. I'm going to go with Deontay Foreman. Ooh. Colts, Patriots, Michael Pittman, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Bills, Jets, Gabe Davis, Garrett Wilson. Gabe Davis. And Vikings, Commanders. Let's roll the dice here. TJ Hawkinson, Antonio Gibson. I said it was easy last week. I'm not saying it's easy this week, but it can be done, and it will be done by TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> All right? I love it. Lock it in. Um, I'll just go off what uh, what Garrett and Braden sent in this week as their dank flex plays. Garrett chose Kyle Pitts over Gerald Everett. Tyler Boyd over Deonta Foreman, Jacoby Myers. Um, who was he over? Uh, Michael Pittman. Over Michael Pittman. That's his own guy. Garrett Wilson over Gabe Davis and Antonio Gibson over TJ Hawkinson. Braden switched it up a little bit. Different tight end. Gerald Everett over Kyle Pitts. He had Tyler Boyd over Deonta Foreman. Jacoby Myers over uh, Michael Pittman. So that was uh, all of us picked that. Garrett Wilson over Gabe Davis. So an even split there. And then he's a, he's a believer, all right? We got a believer on this squad. That's why you can never be replaced, Brayden. It's TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited for Vikings fans to uh, to see what they got here. Yeah. Well, we made it here to the end, Keaton. <laughs> Are we going to have another serial extravaganza? I also got a little bit of candy down here. Um Tell me, what are you feeling right now? I'll be honest. I could just eat Golden Grams or yeah, and Reese's Golden Puffs. Grams and Reese's Puffs. Had I it for every breakfast for the last week. I had I had the large boxes of both, and I just every breakfast. Here's the deal. I didn't know that I had it in my house, and then I put it together today. I have both cereals in my house. And you ate it for breakfast? I just realized it this afternoon. Oh my goodness. And I just finished my lunch, so I did not <laughs> eat it today, but it is on my docket here for this week. You just It starts your day off, right? Uh, well, it starts your whole day, week, month. <laughs> yeah, it can year. change. Yeah. You just went through a divorce. Eat some of that. You're back. Yeah. Bounce back. <laughs> Reese's Puffs. It's called Grimm's. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Let's, um, I, I could get into a little bit of that if you had any left. I don't have either of, either box. <laughs> oh, no. I'm pretty sure I finished off both. No, no. I think we still got Golden Grams. Still got Honey Bunches of Oats. We still got Honey Nut Cheerios. What about Waffle Crisp? We still got Waffle Crisp. We still got Oops All Berries. All right. We need Waffle Crisp, 
and Golden Grams together. Okay, just that one. I That's a that combination. Sense, yeah. We'll see if it's a winner. Yeah, I'm going full bowl here. I'm just going to commit. Okay, full bowl. Be right back. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's very good. Um, I just want Reese's Puffs and Golden It's really good, mm-hmm. but it does make me want Reese's Puffs and Golden Grams. Mm-hmm. But this, like, if I had never had Reese's Puffs and Golden Grams, yeah, you'd be this fine. could be, like, really, really, really good. We, the next time I, we'll do, I'll join for, if you guys will ever have me back, because um, I may have worked myself off of this podcast. But assuming I haven't, uh, like, maybe pre-playoffs. Mm-hmm. Discuss the matchups in both leagues, and we do cinnamon toast crunch and waffle crisp and waffle crisp versus <laughs> golden grams and Reese's puffs, and then we do all four together in one bowl. Oh my god! Just when I thought you couldn't get any dumber, you go doing something like this and totally redeem yourself. Second time I've used that reference today, <laughs> or used or heard. Yeah. Um, I think that's an incredible idea. After they challenge each other, we'll just combine them and we have a fun little party. Everyone's a winner. It's going to be a flavor explosion. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, this is on point. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about this cereal at all. It's really good. We're not losing in the first round. There's no way this is going home in the first round. It's kind of like a tennis doubles. It's all about your partner. Mm-hmm. Your partner sets the floor, mm-hmm. and then your other partner is like your ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's how high you can get. Yeah. And so, anytime you have, I think if you have golden grams or waffle crisp, I'll be honest, waffle crisp kind of, kind of little, little showboaty. <laughs> it kind of, kind of dominates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not saying, not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just. Are you saying that he's like a, like an Allen Iverson? Kind of, um, I'm going to say a Russell Westbrook. Very talented, <laughs> very talented. What year, Heaton? What year? 2016. Oh, I was thinking every year because no. he's ass every year. <laughs> 2016. Um, you know he's putting up numbers, triple I mean, doubles, looks, baby. Looks great, <laughs> but you're like, how good? You know, how good's the team around him? Mm-hmm. So by itself, <laughs> an elite player as a team, you know, you got some question marks. Now, people might come at me and say, oh, what about, could be Kobe? Kobe won championships. Oh. I don't need to hear that shit. Hey, and, and, and Waffle Chris might win championships. It might. Might get to the finals, get beat by a better team. <laughs> Damn. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> Now it's just become a rough slander podcast <laughs> as an adjacent one. Hey, if I could sneak it in every episode, I will. No doubt. I got a vendetta against that man. Speaking of vendettas, Keaton, this Saturday, remember, remember, the 5th of November, are you going to be watching V for Vendetta? I have never seen that movie. Oh, it's so good, dude. You have to watch it. I watch it every I've watched it every year. For the last at least eight years. Is that an important date in the movie? Yeah. It's like uh, the motto of the movie, really. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, it's so good, dude. Can you, while I just finish this here, how about you just give me the, the smart synopsis? Yeah. So Natalie Portman shaves her head in this movie. That was the big drama back in like 2005 when it came out. Natalie Portman shaved her head for this role. V for Vendetta. And it's a, it's a movie that's like anti-authoritarianism. Mm. It's a very hard thing to say. I'm proud of myself. Um, and so it's like kind of talking about how this like religious crazy government like poisoned its citizens so they could take power and make it into like a total like anarchy or a monarchy, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so then they got to fight back against the tyranny that now rules their, their nation break out of their fear. It's just so good. And it's like, Oh, it's just, yeah, it's like a top 10 movie ever. I'd say, and I watch it every year and I'm glad that I do. I don't do that with every other movie. <laughs> what other movies would you put in this list? Like of the top 10 quality? Yeah. I know that this is all going to get cut. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I would say it's up there with, uh, like, like a Troy or gladiator. Hmm. Maybe not quite Shawshank Redemption. Would you say that Troy and Gladiator are better than 300? I mean, from a, from a cinematic standpoint, absolutely. Like, <laughs> the, the story and the world building is like, it's real, you know? It's like not a fiction like Spartans are in 300. Like that's, that's like a fake action movie. But those dudes were ripped. I know. And they were doing... And the you action know, scenes were crazy. Yeah. They had sex naked together. I We know a lot about Spartan history. Okay? <laughs> but I would say that Gladiator and, and Troy are better than the 300. Mm, okay. You heard it here first. I mean, and everywhere else. Because, I mean, it, it's, I don't it's know, a fact. I've only seen both Troy and Gladiator. I think I've seen Gladiator on TV maybe twice. That's that's the better one by far. <laughs> yeah. Gladiator. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I finished my bowl of cereal, so now. I well, watch me for Vendetta. <laughs> for Vendetta. Have a great weekend. I hope all of our picks hit. Thanks for coming out, Keaton. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Jesse for joining the pod. Garrett and Braden still making time to send in their picks. They'll be back next week. You'll be back next week. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably listening to the next one. We love to have you here. Uh, but until then, uh, later, dude. Later.